We're glad you're joining us here at Common Thread Online. This is a recording of our community gathering as we do each week to think together about the spiritual journey. At the end of the lesson, we open the floor for discussion, but we'd love to hear what you're thinking as well. On our website are directions to download our app. Once you have it, join the group. What are you thinking? We'd love to connect with you there. As love, we are one, united at a soul level with one another and with source. When we identify with the indwelling divine, which you're going to hear me associate with self, with a capital S, we feel connected. We sense our oneness. When we instead sometimes identify with our bodies, with our personalities, with our subjective physical, mental, and emotional experiences, what I'm going to call parts, we can feel disconnected. We can feel fragmented, internally cut off from the divine and cut off from one another. So to me, self is spirit, soul in an embodied form, what we at Common Thread often call the indwelling divine. Others of you might prefer to call it consciousness, non-judgmental awareness, Buddha nature. Please call it what you will. During Advent, Doug has been inviting us to be intentionally kind because, he says, cultivating outer peace through acts of intentional kindness can help us cultivate inner peace. I agree with him. I just want to slightly qualify his exhortation. I suggest that we will feel the most peaceful in our internal systems and cultivate the most peace in our external systems on all levels if our intention comes from love rather than fear. I invite you to be kind because you authentically want to be, rather than because Doug or the inner critic in your head tells you that you should be. My therapist used to say to me, don't should on yourself. We all have manager parts that try to help us be good and do good. And those parts can be incredibly helpful to us and to others, but they can also be driven by fear. So I'm going to give us a different way to enhance peace within us and without us and between us. I'm going to invite us to be kind in a self-led way. So to that end, I want to introduce eight core qualities associated with self. Calm, compassion, confidence, courage, Clarity, curiosity, creativity, and connectedness. Those are the eight C's associated with self in a model of psychotherapy in which I'm trained called internal family systems. I'll call it IFS for short. Much of what I present this morning comes from my training and my work as a licensed clinical mental health therapist. But some of it comes from experiencing the model as a client many years ago. Once upon a time, I was a depressed 20-something in an existential crisis. I was trying to heal from the sudden death of my mother, trying to finish a PhD to please my dead mother, 
and trying to have healthy relationships, even though those had not really been modeled for me. At the time, if you'd told me that I would be talking today about divine love, I would have scoffed. Part of me was very angry at God. But slowly, slowly, IFS has helped me find the indwelling divine again and thereby heal my grief, finish my PhD, uh, leave an unfulfilling career in academia, find a very fulfilling career as a therapist, and cultivate sustainable relationships just to hit the highlights of my healing journey. So to come back to our theme of loving kindness, IFS has helped me to differentiate being kind as a caregiver, which uh, is a defense mechanism for me as an Enneagram type two, a helper, from being kind as a carrier of the indwelling divine. Learning to distinguish between the kindness of my caregiving part and the kindness and compassion of self was a big aha for me. I'll take a moment to expand on it to illustrate the difference between parts or subpersonalities and what I call the true self. So my caregiver part is passionate about helping others. It helps me be nurturing and devoted and self-sacrificing, and I am grateful for it. But it developed burdens, burdens that I took on when I was a Southern Baptist preacher's kid, trying to care for my stressed out mom while my dad was preoccupied caring for the church. So my caregiving part came to believe that I should be kind and giving. It thought that caregiving could protect me, protect me and help me be safe and loved. Led by my caregiving part, I poured myself out, giving all of my love, my care, my time, my energy away. When the kindness was not reciprocated, I was not only depleted, but also at times resentful because extreme caregiving can be exhausting and demoralizing. And it is ultimately not kind even to the recipient because it comes with strings attached. If we empty our cup, then we need someone else to refill it. And that form of kindness, in my opinion, is not sustainable. It strains relationships. So the difference for me between giving from my caregiving part and giving from my true self is like the difference between having a cup of water and having the whole ocean. When our parts are separated from source, like my caregiving part used to be, they're limited. They're constraints, constrained, and constraints breed desperation. But I have learned that it doesn't have to be that way. I am now kind to myself and to others using the kindness of the indwelling divine as my source. So God is kind to me, and I am kind to myself, and then I can be truly kind to others. So my hope is that my talk this morning may help you to access the state in which you will feel intimately, powerfully, peacefully connected to the divine, to yourself, to me, to every other person in the world. So that's my confidence talking, and confidence is one of the eight C's, 
but I'm going to begin with a simpler concept, uh, one that you may know from contemplative practices. Calm. So when we access self-energy, we are calm. Life is stressful, <laughs> but when we're in self, we can be serene. We can respond appropriately, intentionally, and with equanimity, rather than reacting to, ex to <laughs> or in <laughs> extreme and unconscious ways. So in self, we are resilient. When we're triggered, we can be rigid and tense and constricted in our bodies, in our emotions, in our thoughts, in our beliefs, in our behaviors. In contrast, in self, we're flexible and adaptable and open. We relax. So take a moment, all of you, to go inside, close your eyes if you want to, and just notice. Notice if you feel calm. So as I talk about qualities of self this morning, I invite you to be curious about parts of you that could be blocking your access to each resource parts of you that might be blocking your access to calm right now. So for me, my anxious part used to block the peace that is now available to me in self. My anxiety believed that it needed to protect me. It needed to protect the part of me that didn't feel unconditionally loved as a kid and as a PhD student. Thankfully now, that part trusts myself more and it allows me to be more self-led. When thinking about the qualities of self, such as calmness, some of you may prefer to think of external relationships. So if your partner is anxious and you then become anxious, then the anxiety in both of you becomes more extreme and it's a vicious feedback loop. If, however, your partner becomes anxious and you remain calm, even though they're anxious, then the self in you can draw forth the self in them. So when you notice that either inside of you or inside of someone else, there is activation and reaction, you can be calm and help everyone to return to love. So once again, pause and notice your calm. In self, we are not only calm, but we're also compassionate. When we have self-energy, our hearts are awakened. And as one meditation teacher put it, our awakened heart softens anything it touches, assesses everything as perfect and pure, perceives every moment unconditionally and is unwavering in its ability to love. With compassion, we lovingly approach ourselves and others and even the activated parts 
of us and others. And we can calm down. I say can because parts may only soften and receive our compassion if they feel safe with us. And it may take time to build that necessary trust. But that's okay, because in self we're patient. And we're not pushy. We don't have an agenda. We are present and responsive. Notice on the slide that it says that self freely offers love and comfort, but it does not try to fix. When centered, we're not trying to control or change anything. We're not trying to control or change our thoughts, our feelings, our physical sensations, our behaviors, or those of others. With compassion, we make space and we focus non-judgmentally. We really listen. We pay attention. We accept and appreciate whatever is, just as it is. So parts in you and parts in others around you desire admiration and gratitude and respect, and they don't want to be managed. So in self, we can validate uh, without needing to relate to or agree with others. So in self, we can be truly compassionate. We can compassionately remember that people are not their parts. Parts are not the burdens that they carry. And others have a self that can relieve their own suffering. So pause again and see if you can notice your own compassion. So that is going to take us to the next quality, confidence. The divine is within us, and that allows us to be confident that we are beloved just as we are. You are perfect just as you are. Parts of you are imperfect, <laughs> but you are not your parts. And they belong to you, kind of like your hand belongs to you, right? It's yours, but you are more than your hand. You are more than your parts. And you are so much more, and so much more divine than your thoughts and your emotions and your sensations and your images and your behaviors and all of your experiences. So we can lovingly repair whatever is broken in ourselves in others, and even in our social systems. Love, as I now understand it, does not need to be earned, thankfully. <laughs> it's our very essence. It's our nature as sparks of the divine. So you are worthy. You are worthy to give, to receive, and to be love. For those of you with strong striving parts, with strong perfectionist parts, with strong people-pleasing parts, see if you can stop for a moment and just notice how hard those parts of you are sometimes working. They're working so hard because some of them believe that bad things could happen if they don't keep doing what they're doing. In truth, 
a lot of good things could happen and will happen when you start tapping in to all of your divine resources. We can handle anything, truly anything, even really horrific pain when we're in self. So pause and notice your true confidence. That will take us to the next quality of self, courage. In self, we know that we can handle the storms in our lives, the storms raging within us, the storms without us, and we remain strong in the face of threat, in the face of challenge, in the face of danger. We accept reality just as it is without catastrophizing. We see what is needed and we act accordingly. We um, can be with, be in relationship with any part of us or someone else, any person, and just be okay. And we can listen and we can validate and we can take responsibility and we can make amends and we can speak truth to power and we can promote justice. Because in self, we courageously act to heal our internal systems and our family systems and our social systems. So pause and notice your own courage. In self, we also have clarity. We perceive parts of us and parts of others and situations in general, just as they are. Our vision isn't distorted by extreme beliefs and emotions held by parts of us. We're not here to reject any of our beliefs or emotions. That's not what this is about. But we unblend. We unblend and have a clearer vision. And then we can access a beginner's mind in which many possibilities can exist. Including the possibility, I will get to my next page. Pause and notice your own clarity. As sparks of the divine, we have creativity. I'm not exclusively talking about artistic creativity, although that's one aspect of creativity. I believe that we're all endowed with divine breath, and like our creator, we can create. We can create love. We can create original ideas. We can create material forms. We can imagine we can manifest, we can solve problems, we can heal. We can do things in novel ways, exploring possibilities, evolving. So pause and notice your own form of creativity. And as we tap into our imaginations, we become truly curious. 
With curiosity, we seek to learn something new about parts of us, about a topic, about a situation. So recall a time, perhaps, when you were in a new relationship and what it was like to be genuinely interested in knowing that person better. In self, we experience that same sense of wonder. Curiosity is often confused with thinking and analyzing because all of these things entail wanting to gather information and understand. But curiosity has an openness to it that's completely non-threatening. It expects nothing. It judges nothing. See if you can sense the energetic difference between those things, between being curious on the one hand and analyzing on the other hand. So for me, when I'm truly curious, I feel spacious and diffuse and light, and I feel loving energy sort of bubbling in my body. When I'm blended with a part of me that wants to know things, I tend to kind of contract, and I feel heavy, and I have focused energy in my head, and then I say or I do things with an intensity that can be driven by an unconscious fear. So right now, pause and notice what is happening in your own body. And just see if you are genuinely curious about anything that I'm saying, or if some part of you might be working kind of hard to figure out what I'm saying. See if you can sense the difference. And breathe. See if you can breathe in some divine breath and just let it soften and soothe all of your parts and soften and soothe your body and just relax and bring your energy down out of your head, your beautiful thinking mind, but bring that energy down into a heart space. And pause and notice your own curiosity. When we are curious, we can connect with our parts and with others in a way that promotes healthy relationships. And that leads us to our final C of connectedness. If our closest relationships are healthy, then we are known and we are accepted just as we are. And one book I recently read, um, it described oneness as a loving relationship in which we are free, free to be vulnerable and free to be safe and free to give and receive love fully. And that is what self-led connectedness is like. It's trusting, it's unguarded, it's open-hearted, it's consensual, it's reciprocal. It's a sacred intimacy. And that sacred intimacy is what self can bring to our internal systems and to our external systems. So pause and notice our connectedness.
Self can help you be the healthiest version of yourself. With self as our center of gravity, we heal, we integrate, we harmonize our relationships with ourselves and others. There are no bad parts, and there are no bad people. Within each part and within each person is self-energy and the indwelling divine. A meditation teacher that I listened to this week reminded me that as we send love out, it's an expression of who we are. We are self. And self-led kindness is an expression of that indwelling divine. When we're in self, we can be effortlessly and generously kind to ourselves and to others. So my dear ones, you are love. You always have been and you always will be. The end. <laughs> Online now. Um, you go to our website, commonthreadchurch.org/slash/donate. It's up at the top. So you know that we're occupying our new space. You know that there are expenses associated with it. You know that we've been talking a lot about how we never have to done much for money when we uh, all work on these things together. So please do that. And remember, as I say all the time, that. Um, when we invest in community, there's a good return on that investment. We give our love, we give our time, we give our energy, we give our dollars. And the community takes those resources, amplifies them, and gives them back to us in the form of a space in which we thrive, in which we flourish. So go to our website. Uh, it's easy to give. There's lots of different options. Those of you online, we're going to dismiss in just a moment. We're going to do what are you thinking here in the room. If you go to our website, you will find on the front page, go down to the bottom, a link that will take you to a Zoom version of What Are You Thinking? We'd love you to join it. Uh, the password to get into the, the Zoom is 1417, 1417. Uh, it's a great place to connect, a great place to uh, get to know other people. And uh, we're going to do one of the things we're going to work on next year is developing our remote community further. A good place to start is to get to know some people there. So if your time's shifting, sorry. But uh, if you're here live right now, today, Sunday, we'd love you to join us. That said, why don't we uh, dismiss with those folks, if you would. Uh, let's put our hands on our hearts and remember that we are, every one of us, carriers of the indwelling divine. We carry love and joy and peace and kindness. We carry that, we carry that aspect that Julie called self. It is within us. And if you would extend your other hand to our city, let's look for opportunities to share what's already in us with the people that we live and work and go to school with, looking for opportunities to repair and heal our worlds. Amen. You all are dismissed. God's blessing on you. We are not dismissed. All right, Julie, come on up here. <coughs> what are you thinking, people? If these recordings help you move forward on your spiritual journey, we hope you'll take an ownership stake in the community and support the health and well-being of the community. Go to our website, commonthreadchurch.org. The donate button is right there on the top. Thank you.